Nourish your inner power with alcohol-free organic sparkling teas and botanicals made with ethically sourced, regeneratively grow ingredients. That's right, drinksarilla.com. That's drink, S-A-R-I-L-L-A.com. And you can check out their variety of flavors from sparkling organic green hibiscus tea to sparkling organic white ginger tea. They have sparkling organic apple black tea, sparkling organic lemon black tea, Tulsi lime sparkling botanical, and rubus vanilla sparkling botanical as well. That's six different flavors to serve. Or you can check them out online and get the Cirilla starter pack sampler gift. Drinksarilla.com. Try it today. Welcome to the Bullish Picks Podcast. All information herein is for information purposes only. Nothing heard on this podcast is considered financial advice. Bullish Picks cannot and does not assess, verify, or guarantee the adequacy, accuracy, or completeness of any information heard on this show. The hearer bears responsibility for her or his own investment research and decisions. Great day, family. You are tapped into the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 Grand, Ken Blanks Harrell, right here, streaming on your favorite podcast and platform where we give you everything you need from Main Street to Wall Street so that you can navigate these choppy waters. You've got stock market questions. I've got stock market answers. Tap in. Catch me on IG at Ask Blanks. Back on the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 grand, Ken Blanks Harrell. Thank you for sticking with us. If this is your first time, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. We're kicking it on the topic of the hour, which is an ongoing discussion. I have here special ongoing discussion. My top 23 picks in the year 2023 that are all at or below $23 per share. That's right. We are looking for bottom bargain basement deals, ladies and gentlemen, bottom bargain basement deals. We are fishing uh, near the bottom of the pond, but we're not fishing in the mud. We're not playing in the mud, but we are in uh, in some shallow water, <laughs> in some shallow waters. We're fishing right off the dock, see if we can get some 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 pan fish. All right. So uh, so far today, we've uh, been going through the list. I hope you've been taking some notes and learning some good stuff. The next ticker on my radar is Huntington Bank Shares Incorporated. Huntington Bank, Huntington Bank Shares Incorporated, ticker H-B-A-N, H-B-A-N. And at the time of this podcast, they're currently trading at $14.11 per share, which is uh, right in the sweet spot of their 52-week range. They have a 52-week low of $11.67. And a 52-week high of 17.79. Uh, year to date, Huntington Bank shares are down eight and a half percent this year. Undervalued, according to Yahoo Finance, with a one-year target estimate of 14.74. They have a 20 billion dollar market capitalization, a 12.38 PE ratio, so right in the sweet spot. They earn one dollar and 14 cents per share. And they boast a 62 cents per share dividend, which represents a 4.54% yield. So dig this. The money you put 
in your checking, savings accounts, your CDs, your money market funds, all that stuff that you actually do at a bank like this, they pay you 0.25% or some of them 0.1% or 0, you know, 0.5%, whatever it is, rarely is it a whole percent. If it is a whole percent, it's a CD that you had to lock up for like five or 10 years and put up like two, three, four, five thousand to start it. Some of them 10,000 to start. Some of some of them you got to put up ten thousand dollars for five years to earn one percent uh interest. All right. Whereas instead of saving your money in the bank account, you could buy shares of this bank's stock. And in an instant, like if that bank happens to be Huntington Bank, you'll be earning 4.54% annual yield on your money based on today's stock price of 1411. So this may be a very good for my dividend investors. Um that that may be attract that I may you know be attractive to you. Something to consider. All right. A 4.54% yield at this current price point of roughly $14. Now we're going to take a look at their profile and get and get some more good stuff on them. So Huntington Bank shares the financial services sector, of course. And they're in the regional bank industry. They're a regional bank. So this is going off the beaten path a little bit than the traditional uh, big banks that a lot of people like to invest in. The uh, J.P. Morgan Chases and the Wells Fargo's and, and Bank of America's of the world. These companies are regional banks. So they're not coast to coast. They're not global. They're not international. They just have their footprint in uh, several states. And, and that's and that's been good enough for them to be successful. All right. They have 19,866 full-time employees. Says uh, Huntington Bank Shares Incorporated operates as the bank holding company for Huntington National Bank that provides commercial, consumer, and mortgage banking services in the United States. The company operates through four segments, consumer and business banking, commercial banking, vehicle finance and regional banking and the Huntington private client group. All right. Um, they have a variety of services that they offer under each of those four segments. I'm going to scroll down here to some more. The good stuff says as of March 18th, 2022, the company had approximately 1000 branches in 11 states. Huntington Bank Shares Incorporated was founded in 1866 and is headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. All right. 1866, they've been doing this. So that means they know what they're doing. Anytime you've been doing something successfully since the 1800s, you probably know what you're doing. All right. Because they were 100 years old in 1966. Right. In 1966, sounds so more than 50 years ago, like 55 years ago. So they've been around for 155 years. This company has been here. And I'm sure in that amount of time, they, too, have seen some depressions, recessions, um, uh, outbreaks, pandemics. They've seen it all and they still weather the storm and are here and vibrant and the company that we can invest in. And also physically visit and check them out and see how they 
run their operations. We can actually be customers of, of them. Right. I, I put this on my watch list because I believe I saw my yeah, it was my brother um and my sister have accounts there. And I say, and I now have an account there. And that a certain point was a shareholder. I'm currently not a shareholder of Huntington Bank at the time of this recording, but it's certainly on my radar to do some more research on. And I think that every healthy portfolio comes complete with at least one banking stock. It's some things that are like inevitable. And that's like I gave you Kinder Morgan earlier. Every portfolio needs at least one bank stock and one oil stock. I don't care. Somebody may think otherwise. Just let's be respectful about it. If you have a difference of opinion, I love to hear it. Right. But I don't think I'm crazy to think that in this time that we're in, um, having a bank stock and an oil stock, you probably would have been doing pretty good over the last couple of years if that was part of your strategy. Um, so it's cool to have some boring companies in your portfolio. Boring is a safe way to make money. You don't want a portfolio that's pumped up full of sex appeal, something that you, you can't sleep at night because it, it's too volatile. It's too, too, too much of a talked about, blogged about name. I like to look for opportunities that's kind of under the radar a little bit off the beaten path. And I don't mind bearing the load and the responsibility of doing more homework for that reward. Okay. Because I like to look again, we're talking about bargain companies. They're either companies that are slept on or maybe even be, be in trouble. Right. I didn't say all these companies were great buys. Um, I said they were all uh, $23 and below and something is on my watch list, but I do plan the mud a little bit, but I try my best to filter out most of the, the, the mud plays. Um, and, and follow the, the beat of my own drum versus what's being posted or memed about or tweeted about um, on the Internet. So as we look under the hood at Huntington Bank shares, ticker symbol HBAN, gross profit margin, 26.29%. Operating margin, just shy of 31%. Return on assets for the trail in 12 months, 1%. And return on equity, Nine and a quarter percent. First four key ratios, all four positive. Two of the four are in the double digits, healthily. Um, revenue for the trail in 12 months, $6.76 billion, which represents quarterly revenue growth year over year up 56% on the top line. Um, the EBITDA isn't available and it doesn't report the earnings. So I'm curious what the earnings situation currently is. Um, as I look at the balance sheet, total cash for the most recent quarter. $4.57 billion of total cash sitting in their account relative to total debt of $11.6 billion. And you know how I like to look at the cash versus debt ratio. I like to look at it like owning a home. So in this case, you would be basically saying you owe $116,000 on your mortgage, but you got $45,000 cash in the bank. You all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You all right. You're not going to have no hiccups paying your mortgage. You don't have to worry about um, defaulting or anything like that. And you just got a raise at your job, a 56% raise in your, in your income. So, um, you know, you got to grow it on the top line in order to drive it on the bottom line. I think that they're doing some, um, some good things out here. I know about them uh, personally because I have an account there, so I know how they treat their people and um, also, how they handle their online banking and transactions of that nature. I have a business account and a personal account with Huntington Bank. So I'm re-putting it on my radar. Again, I, I did some swing trading on it because um, it had some choppy waters um, over the last couple of years. 
I swing trade and I was just doing it for the, you know, for that part. But now looking more towards growing my long term portfolio more and looking at some solid picks worth riding it out with. And again, they've been around since 1866. So I don't, I don't suspect that they'll be going um, out of business by 2026. What we're going to do is we're going to take a pause for the cause, go pay a couple of these bills, give a shout out, show some love to our, some of our sponsors. And we'll be right back with more on the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 grand, Ken Blanks Harrell. Today's episode is brought to you by CRC Financial. The great people over at CRC Financial. Call them today and ask for a complimentary review of your current insurance, 401k, or annuity at 313-268-7205. That's 313-268-7205. Ask for Carla Wilson over at CRC Financial. Or for more information, visit crcfinancialllc.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the Pre-Market Movers. Check us out at thepremarketmovers.com. We are your number one source for everything Wall Street related, broadcasting to you live on social audio platforms worldwide. You can catch us on Clubhouse as well as Twitter Spaces, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check us out online at thepremarketmovers.com. That's thepremarketmovers.com. So... Is keep it moving. Next on my list is Paramount Global. Paramount Global is the is the name, and P A R A is the ticker symbol right here. Paramount Global, P A R A, and at the time of this recording, trading at nineteen dollars fifty nine cents a share. I'm gonna jump right to the profile this time. Like to mix it up on y'all. We don't always have to go in the same order, but we do need to look at some of the same information. We're going to start off with the sector. Paramount Global is in the communication services sector in the entertainment industry, and they have 22,965 full time employees. It says Paramount Global operates as a media and entertainment company worldwide. The company operates through TV media, direct-to-consumer, and filmed entertainment segments. All right. Um, They own domestic and international broadcast networks, including CBS Television Network, 10, Channel 5, Telefe, and Chilevision, and cable networks comprising of Showtime, BET, Nickelodeon, MTV, Comedy Central, Paramount Network, Smithsonian Channel, and CBS Sports Network. All right. Um, It also has direct-to-consumer portfolio of streaming services, including Paramount Plus, Pluto TV, Showtime's Network's premium subscription streaming service, BET Plus, and Noggin. And it also, uh, under the film entertainment segment, produces franchise live action and animated films and genre films for audiences. It operates under the Paramount Pictures, Paramount Players, Paramount Animation, Nickelodeon Studios, and Miramax names. The company was formerly known as Viacom CBS and changed its name to Paramount Global in February of 2022. Paramount Global was incorporated in 1986 and is headquartered in New York. 
Paramount Global operates as a subsidiary of National Amusements, Inc. All right. I'm going to put that on my radar, too. What's that National Amusements, Inc. about? They're a subsidiary. But Paramount Global is out here, right? They have they have brands that are household, global, international brands that have, that have survived generations. All right. Right. People grew up on Nickelodeon and MTV and, and all that kind of stuff. So. And I just looked up National Amusements It's actually a private company that owns this publicly traded company. So that's very interesting. But. They have a lot of stuff on, on, under there, under the helm and then the CBS Sports Network and all that kind of stuff. So that's huge. That's huge. So let's. uh Go and look at some of these numbers. Now that we know what they're about, uh, they have a market capitalization just shy of thirteen billion dollars. A PE ratio four. I mean, that's a pretty low PE ratio four, right? Our radar is usually between ten and thirty as the multiple. Four could be a very, very value, you know, un, you know, under undervalued company. Earnings per share. $4.87 per share are their earnings for the trailing 12 months. For dividend yield, 96 cents per share, which represents a 4.98% dividend yield. So basically 5%. So uh, basically a $20 stock giving us a 5% dividend yield. And we're putting all of those brands to work. And they're being competitive in the streaming space, as well as with the films and television and sports. Right. We know we know these brands. Again, that's important. Do you know the product? Do you know the service? You don't want to just be investing in stuff because someone posted it or even just because someone podcasted about it. You want to trust your own research. All right. When I go look at a five year graph, though, I see in February of 21, they got as high as 64 and a half cents. Share. In the last year. Um, the stock is down 35% year to date. I look at it as it's on sale. It's on sale 35%. All right. Um, so let's go on ahead and look at the key statistics tab. Look under the hood and see what's all good. Gross profit margin, 11.5%. Operating margin for the trailing 12 months, 10%. Just over 10%, a hair over. Uh, return on assets, uh, just shy of 3.5% to the good. And return on equity just shy of 15% to the good. All four initial key ratios are positive, and three of the four are in double digits. Revenue for the trail in 12 months, $29.72 billion, which represents quarterly revenue growth year over year of 18%. EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization, just shy of $3.5 billion. Um, a red flag here with the quarterly earning growth year over year down a negative 59.6%. So we want to investigate that and see what's dragging down earnings. Did they make any um, acquisitions or any transactions? Uh, as we know, they made that name change from Viacom CBS over to Paramount Global. We need to maybe research why did they do that? Research articles from February when it occurred or before. Why did they make the name change? What changes did they make within the core business itself? 
what would potentially impact the earnings to that to that level? And then also, how are they primarily earning their money to begin with? Is it through TV ads? Is that a paradigm shift? Did less ad dollars being spent on traditional TV? Do they have the television programming to draw the eyes? What's the stickiness? I mean, there's so many, so much data that you can comb through to investigate it. But you want to ask questions, a lot of questions, because the only way you find answers, ladies and gentlemen, is from asking questions, a lot of them. All right, so we're going to scroll down to the balance sheet. Total cash for the most recent quarter on hand, uh, just over $4 billion in their war chest. Relative to total debt for the most recent quarter, $17.32 billion of total debt. Um, using our home ownership analogy, if you will, it's like owing $173,000 on your mortgage, but you got $40,000 in cash in the bank. You're all right. You're not going to get evicted. You're good. But we still need to figure out what's that what's that negative earnings growth? What's that about? But as far as cash to debt, they could, they certainly have enough cash on hand to weather the storm. And then when I look at the uh, dividend yield, the payout ratio is less than 20 percent. It's a 19.71. So the dividend is sustainable and not stressing them out. And remember, that's a juicy dividend. You, you're basically picking up a 5 percent dividend yield while the price is at $20 a share. So if you're a dividend investor, um, this may be something to consider. And they one-year target estimate on according to Yahoo Finance is $25.44 a share. So to go from 20 to 25, $5 gain on a $20 stock, that's still a 25% return. So if you can get 25% return in appreciation and then another 5% return on a dividend, I mean, that's, that's kind of sexy. So... And until next time, as we continue this list of my top 23 picks for the year 2023 at or below $23 a share, tap in with me right here on the Bullish Picks Podcast with your main man, 100 grand, Kim Blanks Harrell. We out. Great meals start with Mount Sinai olive oil. Mount Sinai olive oil is first cold pressed with no added preservatives, which gives it a rich and delicious flavor. No matter what's for dinner, Mount Sinai olive oil is here with the delicious pure oil to pair it with. Shop online at mountsinaioliveoil.com.